Hello and welcome to Dating Jesus with me, Peace Bingonzi. And yes, I am dating Jesus. I'm in a love relationship with Jesus. And yes, I mean Jesus, the one who died on the cross. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I love him so much and I love sharing my personal relationship with you and encouraging you in your own faith. So thank you for listening and I hope this episode will encourage you to continue walking in your own intimate relationship with Jesus and if you're not maybe this is a way of investigating how people like me have an intimate relationship with Jesus right that's so cool so today's episode is a continuation of the last two episodes so this would be part three Uh, episode seven I shared about how I am becoming a happy fulfilled fool by not leaning on my own understanding but really trusting God and the things that he tells me to do that are honestly foolish to my understanding but the more I lean into being obedient to what he asked me to do I find that I become even happier and I become fulfilled so eventually I am becoming a happy fulfilled fool Um, and in episode 8 we spoke about how in the Bible people who experienced Jesus who saw him who saw him die on the cross could not really understand what that meant and now we can read in the Bible and see that you know what God did was an amazing gesture of love uh, to reconcile us to him but these are the things that God does that don't make sense to our human mind and in in the Bible it says that the, the foolishness of God is wiser than our wisest and um, yeah it's quite interesting that what we think is foolish is actually the wisest right Uh, and in this episode we are going to look at how Abraham um, became what I believe to be the happiest and most fulfilled fool in the Bible Um, I hope you enjoy it and I hope it really encourages your faith wow can you believe this is part three of becoming a happy fulfilled fool i didn't know i would end up doing a part three so this is amazing and this is gonna come from a point of view of somebody who is uh, documented in the bible so that's their personal experiences and yeah, and he's like a big, big deal. He's the biggest deal ever. <laughs> well, they're all a big deal, it's fine. But Abraham is goals, faith goals, like he is goals. And I think Abraham was the biggest, happiest, fulfilled fool 
<laughs> like the biggest. I mean, that's the only way things make sense to me. Like what he did makes sense to me because there's no way a human being like me can do the things that he did without just being a fool. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. So I don't know how familiar you are with Abraham. Um, if you went to Sunday school, you might know the song, Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. Hey, I am one of them, and so are you. So let us praise the Lord, right foot, left foot, right leg, left leg, now your head, turn around, move your bum, nee, nee, nee. <laughs> Basically, that's the, the song on repeat. And I remember as a kid, we used to just like go crazy, have fun, just touching, you know, our hands and feet and whatnot and turning around and all of that. I didn't really understand who Abraham was. So Abraham is a man, a human, a human being, just like you and me, who lived with his family. By the way, when I was reading about Abraham, I was so so impressed by how the Bible um, records and documents lineage. What? Like, I saw how Abraham is connected to Noah. You know, Noah and the ark. I was like, at first I was bored, to be honest, to read all of that. Like, all the people in between Noah and Abraham, they were a lot and they were describing the number of years they lived the children they had and then the number of these so it was repetitive and different names which were weird for me to read and then eventually we get to abraham like wait a minute Ah, uh-uh. from noah to abraham in this one chapter it was just so beautiful to see how that has been documented in the bible to see that these great men are connected and Yeah, and eventually Abraham is actually connected to Jesus, which is completely mind-blowing how, like, God's plan has always been there from the beginning. Oh, it's beautiful. But anyway, let's get back to Abraham and many sons. (laughs) So Abraham, a human being just like us, chilling at home, God shows up and God is like, Abraham, leave your country. Leave your relatives and go to a land I'll show you. Let's stop right there. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. How does he know that is God? Question number one. How does he just get a request to leave in jail just like that? Why? I mean, home is the place where you feel comfortable you feel safe, you feel loved in spite of everything that happens when you're with your relatives, you feel like you belong, right? That's, that's, that's being home. And then God comes and tells Abraham, no, leave this place, leave your relatives, leave them and go to a place. Which place? He doesn't know. That's another foolish thing. (laughs) He doesn't know where he's going. And then God says, I will show you. (sighs) 
And Abraham does that. He leaves. He leaves. I have a lot of questions here because one day when I meet Abraham, I'll be like, how did you know it was God? Because there's no documentation as far as I've read so far in the Bible of God and Abraham being friends or knowing each other before this moment. So how did Abraham know it was God? To get to a point where he trusted and left his safe place to go to an unknown place. How? How is that not foolishness? That's foolishness. Doing things that don't make sense because I think you and I can agree if somebody just comes and tells you, hey, leave your house, leave your home, leave everything you know, and go to a place I'll show you. You have a bunch of questions why. How, <laughs> where, <laughs> when, <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot of questions you have, like, who are you, first of all? <laughs> but Abraham is not, he just like lives. But before he lives, God says to him, um, well, this is in Genesis 12, 1 to 3, he says, God told Abraham, at that point he was called Abram, Leave your country, your family, and your father's home for a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and bless you. I will make you famous. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I will curse them. What? All families of the earth will be blessed through you. So this is the promise that he gives him. Right after telling him, leave your relatives, leave your family, leave everything that you know, leave your safe place, leave everything that that has has been a part of your life, your upbringing, leave all of that, leave it and go to a place, a land, (laughs) very mysterious, a land I will show you. And it's a beautiful, beautiful promise, right? beautiful promise and he says i will make you a great nation and bless you i will make you famous you will be a blessing i will bless those who bless you and i will curse those who curse you and the families of the earth the earth will be blessed through you maybe that's what god abraham maybe he was like "Mm, i mean if you if you are willing to do that for me then I, I I will leave, you know. Who doesn't want to be a great nation? Who doesn't want to be made a great nation? Who does not want to be blessed now? I want to be blessed. Who does not want to be famous? Ah, I'm not so keen about fame. But I think it meant to be known, not to be adored for fame. Who does not want to be a blessing to others? Man, I'm sold. <laughs> if someone came and said all these things, I would be like, yes, yes, yes. I want all of that. And none of this is, hey, I'll give you mentions and give you money and I'll give you girls and I'll give you boys. I'll give you this. You know, I'll give. No, it's things I think at that time meant something. And I'm sure at this time they still mean something, you know, because when I read this, A great nation to me is legacy, and I want legacy. I want to be blessed. I want to be known for good things, for the impact that I 
make in this world. Um, I want to be a blessing. So if somebody came and said this to me, I'd be like, that sounds like goals. Yes. But I'm still hung up on like, how did he know it was God? Maybe he felt it. I don't know. Maybe in those days, I don't, I don't know how God appeared to him. I, I have this question. <laughs> I have this question mark because that, that, that is amazing to me. But anyway, so like I said, Abraham left. He trusted that this is a promise from God. He trusted that um, God is going to fulfill all of these amazing promises. But God did not give the how. <laughs> there was no how. How is he going to make him a great nation? How is he going to bless him? How is he going to make him famous? How is he going to bless others through him? None of that was explained. It was just one line. Well, a phrase, a couple of sentences. And then he had to make a choice. Okay, Abraham, what do you say? Abraham left. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 a lot. But from what I can see, God really picked him. It was it cho- he was chosen. It wasn't like, you know, there was an instant connection. I think I think there was an instant connection was when God was telling him, was speaking to him, was speaking these promises and telling him these promises. I think he instantly connected with him and he just had faith that this voice, the voice of God, was actually God. And I really believe this is amazing faith. But also in the flip, it's like foolishness because (laughs) how do you explain this? How do you explain this? without looking like a fool how do you explain this to your family like hey so god told me to leave y'all um he's gonna take me somewhere and i'm like where maybe we can come visit i don't know (laughs) i don't know but uh, god has said that i should just go and he's gonna make me a great nation a descendant of many people Uh -uh. my son are you sure (laughs) are you sure you heard right you know, because this is foolishness. Because God did not appear to everybody and told them, hey, so I've actually told Abraham to leave his place. So everybody, please help him. Please, you know, agree with him. Please, all of that. No, it was just him who had to make the decision to live. And he did it with faith. Mm, this faith is a strong, it's a strong faith. Okay, Abraham lives with his family, his wife, Sarai. Um, They didn't have any kids, none. Like, Sarai was barren, so she could not have kids. So they left with their servants, their possessions, and their nephew, Lot. And um, they get to the land, they settle in, long story short, Later on, um, they acquire a lot of wealth. Wealth in those days was your cattle, your sheep, your goats. 
So your servants, if you have so many servants, you know, I think that's typically African. <laughs> Most African wealth is like that, even up to today in the rural areas. That is, you are rich. If you have cows, hey, if you have goats, hey, dowry, hiya, yay. If you have girls, <laughs> girl childs, yeah, that's more cows, more wealth. Anyhow, so they get to a point where they are loaded with all this livestock and they don't have enough space for grazing. Lot has acquired his own wealth. Abraham has his own wealth and they don't have much space for grazing all these animals. So they had to come to an agreement. Okay, the best thing for us to do is to separate our our families so that we can have enough space for our livestock. So when they separated, Lot went a different direction. Remember, Lot is uh, Abraham's nephew. He went somewhere else. He settled there. And then when Abraham was leaving to go settle at the place that he saw, this is what it says in Genesis 13, 14 to 17. After Lot separated from him, God said to Abraham, open your eyes, look around, look north, south, east and west everything you see the whole land spread out before you i will give to you and your children forever i will make your descendants like dust counting your descendants will be impossible as counting the dust of the earth so on your feet get moving walk through the country its length and breadth i'm giving it all to you Remember, in the beginning, when, when, when Abraham was leaving his relatives, God said, I am going to make you a great nation, right? And he left. He did not know the how, he did not know where, he did not know nothing. And now, somewhere along in the journey, God starts revealing snippets, okay? So you see this land, you see, like, look the north, the south, the east, the west, everywhere. Open your eyes and look. And it starts showing him the actual land. And what I see about God here is like the moment we lean in to his promises and trust him and just walk by faith, even if the, the promise looks like it's foolishness, honestly, it doesn't make sense in our our minds how it's going to happen, all of that. But the moment you lean in and we, we, we become obedient and we take a step, he continues to reveal more and more and more about the promise. And that's what I see. Now he's affirming the promise. And he, he tells Abraham, look at the dust on this earth. Counting your descendants will be impossible just like counting the dust, you know, like affirming it. Because first of all, the, 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 the premise is too big. It's too crazy. It's foolishness, like I said. So the only way God can sustain he, he, this promise and help Abraham to continue believing, to continue hoping, is by affirming him that, yes, you just left, but there's more. Affirmation is so great, you know, and I just see how 
God doesn't leave us hanging <laughs> when he makes promises. You know, like, hey, I'm going to give you a promise like <laughs> 20 years and then leave you to, to, to just hope and trust. And no, he keeps on showing us that the possibilities of this promise, it's going to happen. How? He still doesn't give you the exact details, but it gives you more information that you can hang on to, more information that you can hang on to. Now, after he has left his own father's land, he's in this land that he doesn't know, and God is telling him, this is going to be yours. How? He doesn't tell him how, but he tells him, look, this is going to be yours. And he continues to affirm the same promise that he made. And I love that about God because, man, if you're going to make this kind of promise, it's, 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 it's only fair. <laughs> I'm going to use the word fair <laughs> um, to sustain it because my human mind if I can speak for myself, my human mind at some point is going to feel um, like, is this ever going to happen if time has passed? Um, my human mind, when is faced with challenges, like now Lot is, Lot has acquired a lot of wealth, I've acquired a lot of health, wealth, our, our, we don't have enough space to graze, this is Abraham and Lot, so there's conflict. And it can seem like the problem is so big. And when I know, I know like when I've faced problems, it's made me like look at the promise like it's impossible. How is it that I'm going through all these problems and then there's a promise somewhere in this? How? But God is so faithful to continuously affirm us when he gives us a promise so that we are continuously encouraged to have hope. (laughs) It's almost like he sustains our faith, you know, our faith to believe in him. And, and this, this really moves you from one level of growth to another, because when, when God keeps affirming, you keep, okay, so this is going to happen. So let me just not give up, you know, let me not give up. So God, what do you want me to do next? Because (laughs) Clearly, I'm in a land I don't know. And you say you're going to give me the land. <clears throat> so how are you going to do it? I don't know. So because you keep affirming it, I keep on trusting. I keep on having faith. And that's what I I, I hope for us all, you know, for us who have received any promise from God to not give up not give up and I also pray that he continues to affirm it earlier I mentioned that um, Abraham and his wife were not with child they did not have any kids Um, his wife was barren so the more God kept affirming him that he's going to be a father of many nations Abraham was curious how because Remember, he doesn't have any child. And to be a father of many nations or to be to have descendants, there has to be children involved, right? And this only comes up much later. <laughs> um, and he assumed that because he did not have a child, one of his servants could become his heir. And 
once again god was like no don't worry this is what he says in genesis 15 uh verse 4 to 6 it says then god's message came don't worry he won't be your heir who is he talking about the servant that servant who's working for you won't be your heir a son from your body will be your heir that's what god says then he took him out outside and said look at the sky count the stars can you do it <clears throat> can you count the stars count your descendants that's what he says you are going to have a big family abraham and he believed believed god god declared him right with him ah God, God affirms again because Abraham is, is now questioning, like, how is this going to happen, God? You say I'm going to have descendants as many as dust, dust that I can never, ever, ever, ever count. So how is that going to happen if I don't have an heir who is my own? And God affirms again that now he... He not only affirms, but also gives him another promise. What? It's like, you, you, you see the stars. You're going to have many descendants. And they're not going to come from your servant. You are going to have your own heir. Your own son. Out of your own body. And he believed. Ah, Abraham is strong. But you have to keep in mind that this promise took a while. Um, Sarah was barren for a while, for a long time. From the point this promise was given to when it actually came to fruition, it took about 25 years. And in between, in between, I can only imagine how 25 years was like for them to to keep holding on to the promise to keep all holding on to that hope that faith that this is going to happen at some point i'm like did they did they just give up well they did <laughs> they sarah was like okay since i'm not able to have a child you might as well just get one of our servants here to give you a child and abraham the obedient man he was, he said yes. <laughs> he made one of the servants pregnant. And now there was conflict once again between Sarah and the, the servant Hagar. She gave birth to a son. Um, but that wasn't the son that God had promised Abraham. Although he was still part of Abraham's descendants. But that was not the son that God promised. So God had, was still yet to fulfill his promise. And at some point, Sarah and Abraham laughed about this. Um, because there was a time angels came to, to, to their place. And they encountered God once again. <laughs> Um, I don't know how many years was 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 it in the waiting while they're still waiting for the son to to be born. By this time, Sarah is very old, like beyond the age of 
giving birth like at that point it's like come on my eggs are <laughs> scrambled or they are finished or whatever it just didn't look like it's a normal thing for an old person to give birth because it is not normal it's foolishness <laughs> it is it's foolishness but that's how god works he does things beyond our human understanding and they laughed at this when the angel said no sarah is actually going to give birth it it did not make sense because she was 99 years old at that point was it 90 or 99 i think he was 90 years 90 years old and abraham was 99 at this point so how is that even possible and it's unfair to laugh about this but that's the the human mind cannot make sense of it because it's pure foolishness and the angels continue to affirm this by saying that the the son that they are going to have will be named Isaac come on now <laughs> sarah is 99 abraham is uh, sarah is 90 years old abraham is 99 these angels of god are saying that abraham and sarah are going to have a child and they even prophesy the name of the child hey foolishness this these are the things that god does that you are like how these are the things that reveal that god is the one who did it because according to our human standards this is not a normal thing right this is not a normal thing um fast forward eventually they have a son <laughs> and they do name him Isaac um and Isaac becomes you know the the blessing that they have always wanted you can only imagine i mean Abraham after all these years finally having a son <laughs> finally seeing that promise come to life guess what god asks of abraham god asks abraham to sacrifice his only son to sacrifice his only son sacrifice i mean kill him kill him <laughs> god is given the promise started off by giving the promise started continued to affirm the promise that you're going to have you're going to be a dis, you're going to have descendants as many as dust which is impossible to count as many as stars which is impossible to count and you're going to have a son we, we that was impossible because they were very old but it happened eventually they had a son one son and then this one son that you are bonding with that you are in love with that you are just so grateful that you even had the capacity to have faith to hold on to wait and this son is here and now god the one who promised you all those things the one who kept affirming you is saying now i want him for myself once again it's a foolish request it's an unfair request you know why would god want to ask for 
for a son that he gave, you know, to Abraham and Sarah. And that is, that, it just does not make sense. These are things that Abraham had to hear from God and be obedient. Foolish things. Last time I, um, I talked about the foolishness of God. Um, what we think is the foolishness of God is actually the wisest. <laughs> the, the wisest that, that is wiser than our wisest. You know, because whatever doesn't make sense to us in our minds, whatever is foolish to us, because last time we talked about how Jesus coming down and dying on the cross and being the sacrifice for our sins, that was like foolishness to the people who experienced this, like who saw him dying on the cross. It didn't make sense that the Messiah came and he's now just dying on a cross. The same thing is happening here. It does not make sense why God is saying, sacrifice your son, yet he gave the son, you know. But that's the thing. God uses the things that we call foolish, the things that we say are his foolishness to actually reveal that he is the wisest. <laughs> he is so wise. He's so wise beyond our human understanding. And when we live a life where we choose to lean in to this foolishness of God in lifted commas, which is honestly the wisest thing that <laughs> ever, <laughs> when, we, when we choose to, to be obedient, he reveals amazing things in the process. Like you can see Abraham, he started off with just a promise of a great nation. Now God continues to actually show him the nation, south, north, west, everything he shows me, shows him and then continues to promise him a son on top of that and then fulfills that promise. And now he's faced with this challenge once again, a test. Um will he give in to the test and he does <laughs> he does he goes and takes his son for sacrificing and when he's just about to literally kill his son like he, <laughs> just imagine his hand holding a knife and it's about to like stab <laughs> Maybe that's so graphic. Stab or something or hurt his son, kill his son. The angel comes and stops him. And this is what it says in Genesis 22, verse 15 to 18. It says, the angel of God spoke to, spoke from heaven a second time to Abraham. I swear, God's sure word, because you have gone through this and have not refused to give me your son, your dear Dear son, I'll bless you. I will bless you. I will make sure that your children flourish like stars in the sky, like sand on the beaches, and your descendants will defeat their enemies. All nations of the earth will find themselves blessed through your descendants because you obeyed me. And the angel of the Lord had to stop him and say, okay, 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 okay. We get it. You are clearly not playing. You are actually going to do this. 
And with that came even more affirmation. <laughs> with that obedience, doing the craziest things, the foolish things, you know, out of faith, God really saw like, oh, this guy, he's willing to do this. You know, and, and sometimes I feel like maybe that's not 100% correct. I feel like God knows. God did not have to test Abraham because God is all-knowing. God knows the future. He knows the past. He knows everything in between. And he knows each individual's past, future, or everything in between. So I truly believe God knew that Abraham would not i mean would would go ahead to sacrifice his son he 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 knew but there's a reason there has to be a reason why he wanted to 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 actually see abraham do it or to to for it to actually happen and i don't think because he doubted oh i'm doubting whether abraham can actually kill his son for me I don't think God doubted. I don't think he wondered that Abraham was loyal to him. Even when he's making this crazy request or foolish request, I don't think he ever wondered. But I think it was a test, a test to challenge Abraham for um, for him to see what he's willing to give up in order to obey God. That's what I think. I think God sometimes asks us to do foolish things, things that don't make sense to us, so that we are encouraged, we are affirmed, that we are capable of doing the most, (laughs) the most to actually follow him. And I think when, when, when we lean into doing such crazy things that from one challenge to another challenge we we continue to grow we continue to grow because if if abraham was able to leave his home that was one challenge he graduated to another challenge of of trusting god for a son and then he graduated he graduated to another challenge of actually willing to sacrifice a son he kept on graduating from one challenge to another not because God was testing him. I don't think so. I don't feel like God was testing him to, or like trying to see whether he can do it. He knew. I think God knows. God, God is God. He's all knowing, so he knows. But I think it's more of us being able to see our growth. This reveals growth when when we actually choose to obey on or disobey. It shows our growth. And we are able to testify of that growth in ourselves, you know, because when 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 we lean in, then then we are able to to see. Oh, I actually do trust this God. You know, the fact that I, as Abraham, am willing to kill my son. I I, I that's how I envision that he felt. Like wow, I as Abraham am willing to give up my son for God, that means I really love God. That means I really trust God. That means I'm willing to give up everything for him. So the question I have for you is, are you willing to 
do the fulliest, fulliest, <laughs> if that's a word, um, the most foolish things for God. Are you willing? Are you willing to do that? Because that's really where your faith grows. Um, that's what I see in Abraham. Like his faith is continuously growing because he always does whatever God asks of him to do. However foolish it is, he still does it. And um, last time I shared with you my personal story, my personal journey, um, how I feel God has led me from leaving my job, um, what I really identified as my career, and led me to do something completely different. And that process has been so challenging. It's been foolishness to my mind honestly I struggled with it um and I'm there are moments that I still have where I struggle with it um I can only imagine like all these years Abraham every second and every day how his mind status was like because I I personally am struggling to maintain a high, <laughs> a high where I'm just like, yeah, mood forever. We are always just going to trust God no matter what. Um, I'm struggling because the, the I'm faced with problems that are looking at me and promises that are in my mind. So promises I do not see with my eyes. I do not feel at all. But I see the problems, I see the problems, I feel the problems, they are painful, they are hurtful, and they are real. But the promises are there, they're just locked up up here in my head. And what I'm struggling with is to let go of the problems and not make them bigger than the promise. Because the promise is so great, it's almost foolish <laughs> it's the foolishness of god honestly um but i i have to keep holding on and i'm really encouraged by abraham's story to keep on holding on even though i'm facing a problem because abraham did face a lot of problems when he left eventually he had to split with his nephew then now his problem with the maid who he he had a child with and now Sarah is old they have to trust God for a child like all these things kept happening these are real things that are happening in his life so if if I look at his life and how he was able to continue having faith continue to trust God continue to to be willing to do the foolishest things <laughs> um by 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 do by trying to sacrifice his son you know um i'm encouraged that you know what what i'm going through is real is real and it's challenging but god's promise is still going to happen regardless and and just like abraham i feel like god has been affirming me when i feel low when I feel discouraged, when I feel like I don't understand how this is going to happen. You know, Abraham was asking God, how am I going to have descendants if I don't even have a child? Is my servant going to be my descendant? 
And it's great to just see how God kept on affirming Abraham. Um, something interesting happened actually today. I had a very low morning and I was just feeling very discouraged, emotionally just low. And I was just going through the day just because I had to, you know, when you're just forcing life to just continue because you have just you have nothing else to give you're tired of all the things that keep happening that are foolish and you can't do anything about them um then i went uh, to drop my mom somewhere and while i was doing that just about just as i was about to leave <clears throat> this old lady asked me to help her like her her back she was carrying some stuff you know, on on her back and she was like hey can you position my bag properly and i remember i was like okay cool that's not hard i can do that so i helped her and then while i was doing that i was like hey where are you going i could actually drop you and she was like really yeah so she got in the car and then i dropped her home so on the way we started chatting, she introduced herself, she told me her name, I also told her my name, and um, she shared her story with me, just instantly started pouring out how God has just been shining in her life, what she's been through, like the lowest lows, and um, how she's come out of that really, really because of faith because of what god has done in her life and i remember because my morning was hectic that just affirmed me um by the end of our conversation she prayed for me i was like mind blown like what this stranger that i just met i have no idea how this happened except for it can only be God because <laughs> I needed that. The words that she spoke just about her story was so relevant to me because it's almost the same thing I'm going through in my journey of just trusting God in this uh, entrepreneur life. Um, and um, yeah, when she prayed for me, I almost cried because it was just so beautiful like her prayer was precise. She even, you know, prophesied an inheritance over me. I was like, oh my goodness. Just what I needed today to affirm me that, you know, God has me. God God um, encouraged me through this woman. And God knew I needed that because my faith was there, but it needed like a push <laughs> So it's it's funny that God promises us and, and continues to affirm us to sustain our faith because I feel like God knows that we're going to go through life, we're going to go through challenges, we're going to go through moments where we start hesitating, start doubting. So he continuously is in relationship with us to remind us, to affirm us and to 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 be with us in the process he doesn't he doesn't just promise and then says goodbye and then <laughs> returns when the promises promise is done no he literally sustains the whole entire process until the promise is done and actually gives 
more promises just like he did with Abraham. So yeah, I hope that encouraged that we are all encouraged to to keep on holding on to the promises of God and even when he asks us to do foolish things um to to know that his plans are still good and we might not fully understand why he's um asking us to do certain things but he has a good plan and to trust that whatever promise that he has given us he will fulfill at the perfect time now it's gonna be hard to wait i mean abraham and sarah had to wait for about 25 years to to finally have a son um so that waiting is is hard but but he will continue to affirm us in those 25 years whatever that looks like for you could feel it could be a day could be a year i don't know but however that looks like for each one of us he is so good at affirming us and um yeah and i just i pray that we continue to grow to grow from one level of um obedience to another um one yeah that we 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 really get affirmed by god in every season and um yeah I, yeah that's it thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it and would love to get more updates on new episodes please subscribe and if you would like to share this with your friends anybody who you think would be encouraged by this message please feel free to do so Um, once in a while i do share some testimonies on social media on my facebook and instagram so if you want to check that out please go on at dating jesus podcast on instagram and facebook and like or follow or do whatever you want just check it out uh and if you want to follow me personally i am peace Bengonzi on facebook and on instagram i am at african queen underscore world mogul so i would love to hear from you either way and if you prefer email that's still possible datingjesuspodcast at gmail.com have a lovely day bye